0: Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very, very thankful to have you with me. And we are going to discuss what is probably the most important topic of all time. And I'm thankful that we have an opportunity to remember this every single year. We're going to talk about Easter, Resurrection Weekend, and all that that means to us. Looking forward to having just a few minutes to discuss that with you. But before we get there, I do want to remind you, if you're not yet subscribed to this podcast, please make sure that you subscribe to whatever platform it is you are listening from. Thank you for doing that. want to make sure you get this content as soon as it comes out. And then secondly, jump over to YouTube when you get a chance. Check out my channel, Jeremy Stalnecker. You can search for my name there. You'll find the channel. All of the content. This show, of course, is there. Other content can be found there. As well, you can also go to jeremystallnecker dot com, dot com, J E R E M Y Stallnecker. I won't spell all that. Jeremystallnecker dot com, and uh, you can find uh, a lot of information about me, links to socials, other podcasts that I'm a part of, my blog, all of it's there. So please check that out. That would be fantastic. A lot of good things going on this weekend, and uh, I'm I love this. The season, of course, this time of year as we move from winter into summer, if you're here in Southern California like I am, it seems like you move from winter to summer about three times a week. Eventually, it'll settle somewhere. We don't really have a spring, but uh, it's a great time of year. Just all the things that are happening, the longer days, we enjoy that, of course. And then we have this moment on the calendar. Every year, we are able to celebrate what we know as Easter Sunday, Uh, Really, this is the day we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In most places, in most church cultures at least, that begins with a remembrance on Friday, what we call Good Friday. Now, we could argue about whether or not Jesus was crucified on Friday, maybe Thursday, maybe even Wednesday, depending on how you count. And where you look at that, I won't argue that. But we have the opportunity uh, on the Friday before Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, to stop and remember Uh, What Jesus Christ did for us, and what a wonderful time that is. Uh, We have a church service, and we're able to uh, really recall the fact that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. What an incredible truth that Jesus, the Son of God, he left heaven and he came to earth. He walked and lived a perfect, sinless life, and he did it for one purpose. In fact, Jesus was asked, why are you here? He said, well, the Son of Man comes to seek and save those who are lost. That's why Jesus came. He came to find the lost. Who are the lost? That's all of us. We know that when we were created, we, meaning humanity, created in the garden, it was without sin. It was perfect. But we, as we do, rebelled against God. Adam and Eve decided to exercise their will against God. And when they did, sin entered the world and sin entered the human race, and they, as the representatives of the rest of humanity, spread <laughs> that sin nature from one generation to the next, to you and to me. It's part of being human. It's said we are not sinners because we sin, but we sin because we are sinners. It's, it's who we are. You don't have to teach a child to sin. That sin brought with it a price, and that price was more than we could possibly pay. The price for sinning uh, simply is an eternity separated from God the Father. We can't have a relationship with Him. He is perfect and He is holy. He is without error. He is without sin. And we can't enter into that as long as we're carrying our sin with us. That separation from God for all of eternity means that we will spend eternity paying the price for our sin. A price that we can never pay and so it will last eternally. It's a horrible fate, and it's a fate that is really the fate of all humanity. But what we remember on what we call Good Friday, the remembrance of Jesus dying on the cross, what we remember is that Jesus came so that we could be reconciled or brought back into a relationship with God the Father. That Jesus, because he's God and because he's holy and because he's perfect, he died for sin In our place. We're told in Scripture that He took all of the sin of the world on Himself, and that when He died, He took that sin with Him to the grave. We remember that on Good Friday, on that Friday celebration before Easter. What a truth that God loved us so much that He enrobed Himself in human flesh and died in our place for sin on the cross. He was murdered by his creation. We think about that. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 uh, says that we know God loves us because he demonstrated it. When did he demonstrate it? God commendeth. he demonstrated his love to us in that when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus Christ didn't die for us because we asked him to. In fact, uh, the people that were there when Jesus was being crucified were screaming loudly with fists raised in the air, crucify him, crucify him. And that's exactly what happened. Jesus was murdered by his creation. Now, in a technical sense, the Bible tells us that he gave up his life. Many people would go through the process of crucifixion, that is criminals uh, who have gone through the process of crucifixion for punishment for their crime, would go through that process and still be alive on the other side of it. It's it's amazing. A soldier would then break their legs so they couldn't crawl away, and they would be left to die. Jesus gave up the ghost. He gave up his life. He said, it is finished, and then died. Taking that sin with him to the grave. That's a dark moment, of course, in history, but it is such an incredibly bright moment when we understand that three days later, he rose again. Jesus, because he's God, did not simply go to the grave with our sin. We can do that. He paid the price for that sin. He overcame that sin. He overcame death. He overcame the grave. And he rose again. That's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. Uh, That's why in churches like mine, we call it Resurrection Sunday because truly that is what we're celebrating, the resurrection. We're celebrating victory over death, victory over separation from God. We're celebrating hope that comes because Jesus Christ intervened in the affairs of man to give hope where there was none. We celebrate the fact that our lives can be redeemed. I've talked about this even recently, that redemption is is adding value or giving value where previously there was none. We are redeemed. We are uh, found to be valuable by Jesus Christ when we put our faith and trust in Him. What an amazing thing it is we have to celebrate on this wonderful weekend. I'm glad that it's on the calendar. We don't know the exact date, perhaps, that Jesus Christ died on the cross. We know it was in this season. But it's a moment on our calendar where we're able to celebrate what he did. And yet there are still many in even the religious world who will say, God is important, but Jesus is not. Again, Jesus was speaking. He said this, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. You see, when someone says, I believe in God, but I reject the idea of Jesus, or I believe in God, I just don't think that Jesus was important. Uh, Maybe I believe that he lived and even believe that he died, but I don't believe that I have to have faith in him for the forgiveness of my sins. Jesus himself would differ. He said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. I'm the only way of salvation. I'm the only way to be reconciled to the Father. It's all about me. John chapter 3 and verse 17, we find these words. We know verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, that is Jesus, should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, that's a great truth. Verse 17 goes on and says this. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The apostles, they lived and followed and worked with Jesus if you want a a proof evidence for Jesus being who he said he is Jesus who said he would die but then 3 days later he'd rise again and did if you want a proof for that look at the apostles look at the disciples these folks followed Jesus they uh, came to know him They learned of him. They believed that he was the promised Messiah, the Christ. They didn't know how all of that worked exactly. But they spent the next three and a half years or so following him and learning from him and talking to him and getting to know him and observing miracles and and being around Jesus, what we find in the New Testament Gospels. They were there. And then something crazy happened. Jesus said, I'm going to have to leave. He began to explain and came just short of a full explanation that he would be crucified, that he would lose his life, but that it was going to be okay. He said he had to go and prepare a place. He explained this to the disciples, although they didn't fully understand, but they knew what they did know and they understood what they did understand, and that was enough. What they didn't understand, they were willing to just hang on to until it came, it happened what we think about on good friday the crucifixion of jesus christ we're told in the gospel account of the crucifixion that all of the disciples these who had followed him faithfully and been around him through so many different events in his life they all left him all except for one john they left him Probably, if giving them the benefit of the doubt, they were scared. Maybe we would have left him too. I, I don't know. They had followed this one that was now being mobbed, dragged to a, an unfair trial, found guilty in an illegal court, and murdered. <laughs> they must have thought that perhaps the same could happen to them if it could happen to Jesus, because if it could happen to Jesus, it could happen to anyone. And they ran away and they hid. Jesus died on the cross, as we said a moment ago, but three days later, something crazy happened. The disciples went to treat the body of Jesus. They knew where he was placed in the tomb, and they wanted to go and dress his body, take care of the body, to make sure that the body was still in the tomb. They went to the place where he was laid. When they got there, what they found was an empty tomb and a couple of angels that said, why are you looking for him here? He told you he wouldn't be here. It's a crazy picture. It's a wonderful image. The disciples went, and they found an empty tomb, and they went back to where they were gathered in a room. Um, There were a number of disciples, not just the twelve, gathered in a large room, uh, probably hiding, probably trying to figure out what to do next and how to deal with what had just happened. And while they were there, Jesus, in bodily form, appeared to them. They spent the next 40 days or so with him and then watched as he ascended into heaven. This is the Gospels leading into the first chapter of the book of Acts. As a consequence of what they had seen and been a part of, all of the disciples, the apostles, those closest to him, were martyred for their faith. Again, except for one, again, John. (laughs) John, kind of the outlier of the group. But these folks saw what they saw and they believed so much in not only who Jesus was, but what he had done and the fact that he rose again, that they were willing to go around the world and communicate the truth of this gospel, this good news that Jesus came and that he offered uh, eternal life. They were so convinced of that, that even at the cost of losing their own lives, they continued to preach and teach that message. If you want a proof for the veracity or the truth of Jesus, I can't come up with a better one. There's a moment in time where Peter and John had been arrested. They were arrested for healing a man, and there's a lot that goes into that, a lot that is around that, and they are dragged in front of, again, the same court that found Jesus guilty and authorized his crucifixion. They were told that they should be quiet. They were told that they should stop talking about Jesus That there would be a price to pay if they didn't. Here's how Peter responded in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Isn't that crazy? Peter said, and you can look at Acts chapter 4, you can get the whole conversation. He said, we can't stop talking about Jesus. We can't. If that's what you want us to do, then do what you need to do. But we can't stop talking about Jesus, and there's a reason. (laughs) Because salvation is not found in anyone else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the whole thing. We can't stop talking about him. In John chapter 20 and verse 31, the Bible records these words, But these are written... That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. For those that say Jesus is unimportant, they certainly do not understand what the Bible says about Jesus. John chapter 1 and verse 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John chapter 1 continues to go on and talk about John the Baptist and how he prophesied of the Messiah and then Jesus showing up on the scene. Jesus is God, one with God, equal at creation. That is who we celebrate on the Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate the one who gave his life a ransom, the Bible says, for many. He died so that we would not have to. The Bible tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What it is to have our sins forgiven is to understand that, first of all, we are sinful to understand as i mentioned that because of that sin there's a chasm between us and god we can't be reconciled to god we can't be brought back into a relationship with him on our own but that jesus paid that price on our behalf that whosoever believeth in him should not perish and that's what it is it is to believe that jesus christ is enough to take your eyes off of yourself and to take your eyes off of your sin. The Bible talks about repentance. Repentance means you're going one direction. That is your own direction. You're trying to do it on your own. You're going your own direction, but you repent. You turn around and face Jesus Christ, and you put your focus and your attention and your hope in him. book of Romans chapter 10 tells us that with the heart man believes to righteousness with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and certainly that is the truth of it you believe these things to be true and with your mouth you confess the lord jesus god thank you for sending your son jesus thank you for dying on the cross in my place i'm putting my faith and my hope my trust and my confidence in you for the forgiveness of sins and the promise of a home in heaven. That's what this is all about. It's been said, and I like to repeat, that all of history swings (laughs) on the hinge of the resurrection. Before Jesus Christ came into this world, there was darkness and hopelessness, But when he came, it is the dividing line of history. Why? It's the dividing line of history because that's when the stake of the cross was put in the ground, sin was paid for, and Jesus rose victorious of his own power and his own authority three days later. What an incredible truth! This is a different podcast, I guess, than we normally do. But when we talk about moving forward in spite of trauma and trial and difficulty, please understand that any forward movement that is separate from a confidence in who God is and what God has done, any forward movement that is separate from a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, is short-lived forward movement. Our eternal value, our eternal purpose, our eternal hope comes only as we understand who Jesus is and what he did on our behalf. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, this weekend is not the most important day on the calendar of history, but it represents the most important day in history. (laughs) The day where we had hope. I wonder if you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ, why not? Maybe like so many, you said, well, I've had this happen and that happen and this thing and that thing, and I was raised in a Christian home or God let me down over here or any of a number of reasons that people have. Those reasons are really excuses that prevent you from accepting the truth. That in spite of your brokenness, in spite of sin, in spite of hopelessness, in spite of loss, God loved you. You say, how do you know God loves me? Well, the Bible tells us, I quoted the verse a few minutes ago, we know that God loves us because when we needed him most, he sent his son Jesus to die in our place and pay the price for our sin. That's it. The starting point of moving forward in any real meaningful way is in having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I urge you today, if you don't, that today would be the day You accept that free gift of salvation, forgiveness of sins that's offered to you. And if you do, rejoice in the fact that we have hope because of who he is. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. If I can help you with this at all, please go to my website, jeremystolniker.com. Go to the blog. There's a place to contact me. You can send an email, and I'd love to help you work through that. If I can do that or point you to other resources, that could be a help to you as well. I've also written on this on the blog, some great information there. And I uh, appreciate you joining me today. I hope that you are having a wonderful resurrection weekend, that you are celebrating bigly because you need to celebrate bigly. This is the time to do it, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, and we will see you next time.